Chapter Nine of the Story of Manhattan by Charles Hemstreet. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Nine, The Stirring Times of Jacob Leisler. Sir Edmund Andros, who you will remember had been appointed governor of New England, had been knighted for obeying the king's commands. He now became governor of the United Provinces. He made his home in Boston and left the care of New York to his deputy. Francis Nicholson. In this year, a son was born to the English king, and the people rejoiced. But these were stormy times in England, for King James II was a tyrant who ordered a great many of his subjects killed when they refused to believe in what he believed. And the people, grown weary and heartsick, overthrew King James and put William III on the throne. So the sights and sounds of rejoicing over the birth of a prince were scarcely over, when the news came that James was no longer king, and New York was soon in a state of confusion. In what had been New England before the provinces were united, the people hated Andros. They arrested him, and, as they had never been in favor of uniting New England and New York, they restored their old officers, and disunited the two provinces. Andros was sent as a prisoner to England to give an account of his doings to King William and New York was left without a governor. The men who had served under King James insisted that they remain in charge of the province until King William sent new officers to replace them. But most of them wanted to have all who had had anything to do with King James put out of office at once. So those who wanted this change took charge of the city, and chose as their leader a citizen named Jacob Leisler. More than twenty years before, this Jacob Leisler had come from Holland as a soldier of the West India Company. He had left the service and had become a wealthy merchant. He had a rude manner and but little education. He looked upon as an enemy, and as an enemy of King William, every man who did not think as he did. The mass of the people now gathered around Leisler, and became known as the Lycerian Party. They selected a number of citizens calling them the Committee of Safety, and the Committee gave Leisler power to see that peace was preserved. Those who were opposed to Leisler, but who, just as strongly as he, favored King William, were called the Anti-Leislerian Party. These last were headed by Francis Nicholson, who had watched over the colony for Governor Andros. Nicholson, finding that he had few followers, sailed for England. Leisler had the fortifications repaired, and a battery of guns set up outside the fort. This is the battery which gave to the present locality its name, though all signs of guns have disappeared. Leisler had an adviser in Jacob Milbourne, his son-in-law, who wrote his letters, and counseled him in every way. In December came a messenger from King William, with a commission for whoever was in charge of the city, to act until further orders. Leisler obtained possession of the commission. He became bolder after this, and showed such a disposition to do just as he pleased that he made enemies of a great many of his friends. Advised by Milbourne, he made laws and imprisoned all those who refused to obey them or to recognize his authority. Day by day, those who were opposed to Leisler and Milbourne grew in numbers. Street riots occurred, and several persons were injured. Leisler's life was threatened and he went about attended by a guard of soldiers. 
Finally, Nicholas Bayard, who had been mayor, and who was looked upon as leader of the anti-Lyslerian party, was put in prison with some others. Bayard would doubtless have been executed, had he not written an humble letter to Leisler, saying that he had been in the wrong, and Leisler in the right. But he wrote to save his life, not that he really believed himself to be in the wrong. He did save his life, but he was kept in jail. Leisler's enemies continued active. They had a powerful friend in Francis Nicholson, who had reached England and had been received with favor there. He hated Leisler and denounced him as a traitor before King William. Leisler, after he had taken charge of the province, wrote to the king, but his letter was written in imperfect English and was not understood. Matters were in a bad state and were daily becoming worse when the king appointed Henry Slaughter governor of New York. End of chapter 9